Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. There's Mac Dan as they head along the back straight. They have 600 on the back straight. They have 600 metres to travel. It's King of Swing leading by two metres. Second Lock and Varad, third Amazing Dream, fourth Spirit of St Louis. The four big guns there, one, two, three, four, past the 400. Off the back straight in 28.3. It's King of Swing, Lock and Varad's only a head away. Amazing dream poised and here comes Spirit of St Louis turning for home. King of Swing from Lock and Varad. Amazing dream gets the run. Spirit of St Louis wider. It's King of Swing in front. Spirit of Lewis and Lewis out wide coming. It's King of Swing fighting though. Oh, he's a superstar. A champion pacer. King of Swing wins his second. Delray National Hunter Cup and defeats Spirit of St Louis. Amazing dream. Mac Dan has flashed through. Another great night for New South Wales Harness Racing at Melton in Victoria on Saturday night. The $500,000 Delray Hunter Cup goes to not only first, but second to Team McCarthy. King of Swing, too good and too far in front from Barrier 1 for Spirit of St. Louis, who has had a magical last month in Victoria. Luke McCarthy drove the winner. His wife, Belinda, trains the Quinella. Luke, that must make you very proud because all of the listeners to our show know just how much this horse means to you. Yeah, thanks, Mick. It was a huge thrill to um, you know, to win another Hunter Cup with him. And you know, he's just been such a great horse. And you know, we come up with a good draw and you know, he made the most of it. Coming down the last 100 metres, Luke, the only challenger was the stable mate out wide. Did you know who it was? Yeah, yeah, of course I did think, but you, um, I was mainly worried about Amazing Dream, you know, sitting on my back. You know, we've seen her with that cold run, how good she just, you know, she comes off cover. And, um, you know, we, we did get it very easy, and King was always going to, you know, spin the road, you know, like 400 metres and what I across. It was coming really quick, and you know, they, they both run super races. He's a seven-year-old now, is King of Swing. He has almost nothing left to prove, but he does have one more goal, an historic goal. Luke, he comes home, and in less than four weeks, you get a chance to have the first ever horse to win three miracle miles. Uh, I know what that would mean to you on your home track. Oh, for sure, Mickey. You know, look, I, you know, to win the first miracle mile is just a massive and then, you know, not many horses win too, so, you know, he proved it was no fluke, and, you know, he's obviously gone on and won all, you know, 200 cups and now over $2 million since he's been on the East Coast, so it's just a, been a privilege to to drive and, you know, sort of get him ready now and, and look forward to the Miracle Mile Carnival. What's made him... Luke, such a good horse. We know some horses have gate speed, some horses are tough, some horses are sound. Uh, he seems to have all three of those attributes. Yeah, he, look, he's always been a good horse, Nick. He, you know, when Ray Green had him as a youngster, he, you know, he won the Breeders' Crown at two, so he's, he's been a great horse from the two old right through the Open Company. He went, went to Perth, he won the Derby. You know, he's just He's just a good horse. He's big, he's strong, he's good gated and you know, like you said, he's got gate speed. 
he's quick, like he ran a 25-9 quarter at the end of 2700 the other night. So he's just got the all-round package and absolute pleasure to drive. He looks a lovely horse to be around, Luke. I've seen him in the stables, but I've also seen him during post-race interviews where some horses can be a little bit irritated because they're hot and they're full of adrenaline. He looks a very calm horse. Often you see him at the track just standing there before a race, almost like a statue. <laughs> because he's, he's that smart. He's, he's just an athlete and he, you know, he like whatever he does, it doesn't seem to matter how hard you're working or how hard he races, you know, he can come in and he takes two deep breaths, he's fully recovered and his heart's always around 67, 68. Like, he's just got, must have a massive heart. So he takes care of himself. He's got, a, yeah, his attitude's perfect with everything. Just always cautious that he's a big stallion. We never let any other horses get too close to him. But other than that, he's just a gentleman. Okay, the stud career looms. Uh, is he going to stand at your place? Is he heading somewhere else? What, what's the future hold for King of Swing? No, he'll stand at home. He's, um, you know, he's very well settled in there, and you know, he's always already had a lot of inquiries for him. I'm, I'm sure he's going to be very popular when he goes to stud. It is hard for domestic stallions, but he does have lots of attributes which would help. Obviously, on the dam side, he's incredibly well bred. He's showing speed and he can stay, which helps. But also, he's a very big horse. He's a strong, big type of a horse. And there's going to be lots of those betters delight type mares around who you would think, as an outcross, would work well for him because often they're not the biggest horses in the world. And, and there's plenty of those in New South Wales. Oh, for sure. And, and he'll be able to cater for the New Zealand market as well. So, he, yeah, he's, he's actually American bred, really. Like, he's a rock and roll head over our mouth's place there. He's all American, but raced in New Zealand and Australia, so look, he, he's going to be very popular. Okay, the Miracle Mile's around the corner. I, I presume you head to one of the qualifiers the week before. I, I don't imagine you're going to Newcastle. No, he'll just he'll go to the sprints the week out. Okay, what happens to the other key runners for the stable? For example, Spirit of St. Louis, because we know he's turned into a very good horse. Um, does he follow the same programme? Yep, he'll he'll go to the sprints as well and, and hopefully work his way into the Miracle Mile. Do you have one for the Newcastle Mile, which is obviously a week before the qualifiers? Um, maybe. We've got Max Shards resuming this week in the fresh row. Um He's come back, had a couple of trials, very impressed with his trials and see how he goes Saturday night, whether he heads that way. Luke, looking past the Miracle Mile, there's... A bit of a blind spot for King of Swing because he doesn't really need to start letting down to be a stallion until June, July, August or something like that. There's a race in New Zealand called The Race, which is worth $900,000. There's also an Auckland Cup. With a stallion career in mind, have you spoken to the connections about the potential that A, either you could go across or B, the horse could go across and race in those type of races? Yeah, it's been tabled, Nick, and, um, you know, I spoke with Glenn and, and, uh, on and off about it, and the owners were particularly keen to just sort of get these two, you know, races out of the way first and then discuss. So, you know, look, we'll just put all these focus into the Miracle Mile now and then, you know, have a real good think about it after that. Spirit of St. Louis is a horse who, who could potentially head that way too, I would have thought, Luke. He's a horse who, who obviously is from New Zealand and 
being a younger horse, um, probably a horse who a trip like that, I think, wouldn't bother him too much. Well, I think the owners are pretty keen for him to be a part of it. Um, you know, I think this Melbourne campaign's really shown that he's, you know, he's seasoned right up now. He, he, he's probably, oh, well, he can't, everything he's done, he's just continued to get a little bit better. So, um, yeah, he'd definitely be up for consideration to go. Obviously, Luke, it's, uh, it's not an easy place to take horses to Victoria because there's a lot of depth there. Um, talk about a couple, another couple out of the barn who went there. You threw the dice with uh, Cash and Flow, but his race was over a long way from home once he couldn't get across to the lead. Um, yeah, he looked, and, he, and three weeks in a row is not his go, but we had a crack. He won the heat, picked up 20 grand race and didn't find the front in the final. And, you know, so he was just, yeah, he won the, we were happy enough to win the heat with him and he can have a little fresh up again now. Elder Baron Ravani is an outstanding trotting mare, but nothing seemed to go right for her in Victoria. She raced in the heats of the Great Southern Star on Friday. Is it a case that she might need to freshen up and just give her the chance to dial back into life, or, or will she in fact just be a better horse back at Menangle? Well, I think she's had enough, to be honest, Nick, this preparation. She, you know, she won all her races at Menangle six or seven in a row in great times. And I do think she's just a good Menangle miler. You know, that American sort of bred mare, she just likes to get running and that racing suits her better. So she'll head for a spell now. And we'll, there's a good mare's race coming up in May. We'll set her for. Now, we spoke about the Miracle Mile and the Newcastle Mile and all the potential horses you have for those. You've mentioned three of them, King of Swing, Spirit of St. Louis and... Uh, Max Shard. Who else do you have? Ultra Orlando, is, is he a factor for this? Is, is Muscle Factory a horse who could turn up in these type of races? Who else from Team McCarthy will be aiming at the Group 1s, whether that in fact extends to a, the free-for-all on Miracle Mile Night? Oh, expensive ego is still our top seed with King. He's just had a nice, easy week and fresh night. He'll be set for the, you know, the Miracle Mile Carnival. Uh, Ultra Orlando's I just heard he's lugged a little bit around Christmas time. He's he's ready to resume back at the trials. And Muscle Factory heads to America on Wednesday. Okay, my apologies. I forgot about Expensive Ego. He only won the Inter-Dominion <laughs> final loss at the Inquiry Room. When you've got that many horses, it happens occasionally. Trust me, it happens to Jamie Richards and the Gallopers too, and, and probably Chris Waller for that matter as well. Mate, um, what was it like on Saturday night? You've won a lot of big races, and, and it's a, it's a it's been an unusual last couple of years. And, and King of Swings had an unusual last couple of months because the Inter Dominions didn't go the way you probably wanted. There were a few doubters about the horse. I wasn't sure he was back to his best. Was it quite a satisfying win just to put maybe the exclamation mark on his career? Oh, for sure. Look, and I, I'd never lost faith in him. Like, I think Barry draws, if he draws the lead in the minion, he, he just wins it, to be honest. And, you know, he'd give him 40 metres, he'd start all that to go and got back a couple, few lengths. So, you know, we knew where he was at and he just needed a good draw, like a bright, and that's all better than him. He doesn't fall in the front. So when he had come up with a good draw, we thought we'd you know, you're going to take advantage of it. And, you know, I was worried about Amazing Dream, but he dropped her off and better really easy. So... Yeah, I think it showed everyone where he is in his form. Um, he's a great horse, and you know, he's in top. He, he's, he's exactly where he needs to be heading towards the Miracle Mile. 
All right, Luke, we have the Derby and the Oaks just around the corner at Menangle, and, and often you guys have dominant-type horses for these races. Do you have any Oaks and Derby horses we should look out for? No, we don't, Nick. We've sort of been a bit quarter in the young the horses the last couple of seasons, put more time into the older ones, and, and obviously staying in the stallion. So, look, we've bred a lot this year, so hopefully the next couple of seasons we'll have some really nice quality ones coming through. Is it a case where the business model now is moving towards more breeding than heading to the sales and, and buying these lots? Because obviously these days to buy the good colts at the sales, often they're, they're six figures. Is that not something you and your owners try to do too often? Oh, we'll still buy, Nick. Um, we just, you know, we're, I think we've bred 20 mares this year, so we're heavily involved in the breeding. But, you know, we've still got owners that like to buy, so we'll be heading to the sales in Sydney in a couple of weeks and hopefully try and pick out a nice one. Look, there'd be people listening to the show who, who are impressed by by the McCarthy setup. Is it the sort of thing where there is still room for owners? If somebody went to the sales and bought a cult for 50 and they wanted it to be trained by you guys, is there room for that? Or with the stallions and your work with the stallions and everything else going on, is it going to be harder to, to take new horses on? No, it's not a problem at all, Nick. We're always happy to have new clients and horses and you know, if you need to get in contact, you can send an email on the website, comedyquarthone.com.au. So, look, it's, yeah, there's always room for new clients and horses and, yeah, we'll be heading to the sales new trains on, you know, in a few weeks on the 20th and then the APGs, the Darfin Miracle Mile, they both put good catalogues. Well, mate, congratulations on, on what you guys were able to achieve. Um, a lot of our, our crew here at Sky Sport were watching and they loved it and they, they know how good you are for the industry, mate, and, and what you and Belinda have been able to achieve recently. So, mate, congratulations. I'm looking forward to the, the Sydney Miracle Mile Carnival rolling on and, and maybe a fairy tale ending for King of Swing, if in fact that is the end. But thank you for joining us, Luke, this morning and congratulations to both you, Belinda, and your owners for what you were able to achieve on Saturday night. No worries, Nick. Thanks for having us on, and we'll look forward to the Miracle Mall Carnival moving forward. I bet you will. With all that firepower, my apologies to Expensive Ego. I forgot all about him, which is pretty remarkable considering he might be the second or third best pacer in Australasia. Ricky Elchin is joining us. He had a really good horse win at Menangle on Saturday night. And before we get to that, Ricky, um, I know it's not a Luke McCarthy fan club because there's been good trainers before Luke, and there's plenty of other good trainers around, but... As a fellow trainer who respects excellence, um, you must sometimes look at what Luke and Belinda are able to achieve and think, wow, this is a, a pretty cool era to be racing in and trying to beat them. Yeah, that's right, Mick. Um, you know, um, that they've been at the top of the tree for a long time and, you know, they're, they're self-made. Um, you know, from a young age, Luke's been a very good horseman through his, through his father, John, and, you know, he's been able to go over to America and experience uh you know, the, the side of racing over there and bring that knowledge back here to Australia. But, you know, they set up a very successful stud farm out there at Coverty. Mate, you've got a pretty good horse at the moment. You've got a few good horses at the moment. We'll get to the old trotter in a second. But crunch time turned up back at Menangle on Saturday night. And, geez, a good horse. He just spanked them and went 150.5. Um, what's the aim for him? Is he a horse who's going to turn up in one of these good Miracle Mile lead-ups? Um, yeah, Mick, he's a very speedy horse. He's a good miler, and, uh, you know, he was second up there the other night. His first up run at Menangle was really good off the speed, and, you know, I, 
I would have expected him to beat that great a horse the way he did the other night, like take nothing away from them. But he, he was uh, back down in grade, and, and he won as we expected him to. So, um, yeah, look, we, we'll look at, you know, hopefully get him in, into the sprint races. Um, I just checked the nominations there for Saturday night, and, yeah, the program was a bit difficult for him this week. They, um, you know, they had a conditioned pace on which he wasn't eligible for, and I don't think he was going to get a run in the free-for-all. So we might... Um, yeah, we'll just have to weigh our options up over the next couple of weeks. Any chance he'd be a good horse for Newcastle? I would presume if he got up against the marker pigs, then he'd go a wicked mile. Yeah, look, um, you know, he's got to hold his form in the next couple of weeks, which I expect him to. But, yeah, it's a race we'll definitely look at with him. All right, Ricky, the old fella, Tough Monarch, went to the Great Southern Star Heats the other night. And... Um, difficult barrier draw, not a lot went right for him. Um, is he getting to the stage now, Ricky, where he needs to be in the right mood and in the right race to win races? Yeah, look, at that level probably, Mick, you know, um, barrier draws a lot to do with it. You, you look at Temporale in the final of the race, outside the front, barrier seven over a mile. You know, it's very hard to get into the race. And I actually thought his run the other night was still really good. I haven't looked at his sectionals, but I would say they, they'd be quite good because they... They, Anthony couldn't get in early and, um, you know, he was back last and they went a very slow middle quarter and, you know, he had to sustain a run from about the 800 out. I was happy with him, but, yeah, look, I'm actually going to bring him home to Sydney. I'm going to miss the uh, Night Pistol this week, which he won last week, uh, last year, sorry. Um, I'll bring him back to Sydney for the random barrier draw. Um, Bay, Bay Johnny Cup this week. Okay, mate, looking forward to getting him back here. Um, just Captain Crusader, he went to the Bonanza at Melton, and we know he's a very good horse. Nothing seemed to go quite right, and I believe he had a scope after the race. What did that find? Yeah, look, I actually wasn't disappointed in the horse's run. Um, you know, he probably, um, you know, not, not having a sort of look at all, because he, you know, he, he went to the death on him, expecting Acneau or one of them to, to track around and give him cover, and that never happened, so... Now, he was probably driven upside down to, to how he likes to, to race. Um, now, he was parked in a 51-mile, and he's only beaten 19 metres in a 54-last half. Look, I, I just don't think it was his racing pattern, and I don't think the horse went bad. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll just put a pen through that run and, and look forward. Hopefully, he can qualify for the Chariots this Saturday night at Meningle. OK, mate, you head to uh, Menangle tomorrow for the Tuesday afternoon meeting. You've got an interesting debutante there, Tadali which is in race three. It's been to the trials, but they've only been very slow trials. Um, this one by Huntsville. Haven't seen too many of the Huntsvilles lately, but here's a horse who is sort of relatively unknown. What can you tell us before race three tomorrow at Menangle? Yeah, look, he's only a two-year-old. Um, I'll, I'll have a shot at the handicapping system here in New South Wales, but that's a maiden race, but it also lets horses that have... Um won a lot of races that have dropped down the system into it, so it's actually not really a maiden. Um, and he, he's only a two-year-old taking on the older horses. But he, he's quite a smart horse. I mean, you know, he's never had any pressure put on him, um, but just off his track work at home and that, I think he's got quite a nice future. And Huntsville's have got a bit of a boom on him coming out of America, and he's a some beach, somewhere stallion. And Yeah, I think he's a horse to follow in the future. In race five tomorrow, you have... Polka Dot Dance. Now, beaten by a really good horse last week at Menangle. Your horse was actually pretty good too, I thought, the mare. But beaten by a horse who, who's probably got a bit of a, a future in Kowai Blaze, I doubt you're probably going to run into one that good tomorrow. No, yeah, she, she went phenomenal last week, um, Kowai Blaze. Um, look, my little filly's knocking on the door. 
she, she's very honest, Philly. She, she's reliable. She runs a good race every week. And, you know, she's found herself in a winnable race tomorrow. She just probably needs a touch of luck early to be on the speed, and she'll definitely be running home. Mate, what do you have for us for the derbies and the Oaks coming up? Have you got anything uh, who, who could be potential derbies and Oaks horses for the heats in a couple of um, weeks' time? I probably don't have anything for the derby. Um, my brother, Jared, he, he's got quite a nice... Uh, team of three odds for the Derby, but I've probably got a filly called um, Soho Rhapsody that um, I've got a bit of time for. She'll definitely be aimed at the Oaks, um, and I do think she'll measure up. Might have been an understatement there. Your brother Jared's got a nice team. He seems to he'll probably have half the Derby field the way things are going at the moment. Um, talk about the sales. It's it's sales season. There were, there were some good results yesterday in Melbourne. I didn't think it was too scary for somebody who likes to go buy horses. You can still buy a lot of horses clearly under the six-figure sums. What's your attitude to what's coming up at the sales? Yeah, it's sort of a bit of an interesting time for, for the standard bread sales here in Australia with the you know, the sales now being split four ways. You've got nutrient involved and you know we've got an APG and a nutrient sale in Melbourne and the same in Sydney and you know it's probably split you know, split your buyers a little bit. Um, I think the sale was okay yesterday. It will be interesting to see what happens in Sydney. Um, yeah. uh, hopefully that you know, the buyers turn up and you know the, the prices get up because it can only help everybody if everyone's there buying. Yeah, it did have the feel, didn't it, yesterday that, that there was no super high buzz. There wasn't a feeling there that, wow, these are going for great money and people are making huge overs. It, it had almost a functional feel to it. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I mean, the atmosphere was probably a little bit low, but, you know, it was it was slow, but, you know, there were some good results there. Some horses sold really, really well, and I'm sure there was a lot of happy vendors leaving yesterday, and there was probably a few disappointed vendors as well, but you're probably going to get that at any sale. On Saturday night at Menangle, you also had a good four-year-old in, in one of the heats of the Chariots of Fire, the Hondo Grattan. Um What's Up Sunshine had no luck in the barrier draw, which doesn't help much, and it was dominated by the leader in Titian Raider. Um, what do we expect from him? Is he going to have another crack this week to try and get in the Chariots of Fire? Um, look, uh, he probably won't get a run just because his um, bigger form's not that great at the moment. But I was, I was happy with his run. He was first up for over six months, and you know he was back last and in a 50-mile rate, they went 28, 26 the last two sections. He just could not make ground. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll probably just take a step back with him, um, put him through his grades and just see where he gets to. I think he will develop into a really nice metro horse. And, yeah, his owners are going to have a lot of fun with him. Well, mate, thank you for, for joining us uh, this morning on the show. Congratulations on your win on Saturday night, and we're looking forward to seeing the old fella, Tough Monarch, back in his natural environment for, for the trot this week coming out of an angle. No worries. Thanks, Mick. That's Ricky Elchin, one of the best in the business with the young horses, and he's got a good horse in crunch time who's very, very quick, who was a big winner on Saturday night. Also on Saturday night, Teachin Raider won the Hondo Grattan. Now, the race was sensational for the fact that he won so well. It was excellent. But uh, very big, contra- not controversy, but drama at the start. Krug, the $1.65 favourite, blasted off the gate and was getting across to a nice spot and galloped. So Krug, because of his gallop and finishing at last, he got a warning for his manners, but that means he's still in the barrier draw. Uh, he'll need to head to this week's Paleface Adios. He will need to race this Saturday to qualify for the Chariots of Fire, which is the Saturday after. Now that's been a boosted in stake. 
to $250,000, but Krug will have to go around. And as you heard, there'll be some horses coming home from Melton as well. So we have a hell of a race coming up uh, this Saturday night at of Melton. We were going to talk to Harry um, Martin, who trains Titian Raider. He's actually out on the track, so our apologies, we can't talk to Harry. All right, what is happening heading forward? What we have is Menangle this week, as you heard, Krug and those type of horses will be there, as will some of the top mares returning. They are all getting ready for feature races coming up. The week after is the Chariots of Fire. On the Friday night is the Newcastle Mile. That is a qualifier for the Miracle Mile. The Miracle Mile is on March 5th. So if you're in the Hunter region and you like to go see some good harness racing after the Inter-Dominions stopped by in December, uh, pencil in Friday week. Saturday, we then have the Chariots of Fire. For the four-year-olds, for that quarter of a million, the winner of that will get invited to the Miracle Mile. Then the week after, we had the heats or the preludes we were talking about with Luke McCarthy. So that's going to have King of Swing, Expensive Ego, all those big name horses, I'm sure Lockenbar Art, who was fifth in the Hunter Cup, will come uh, north as well. And they will be clashing along with Amazing Dream. Now she has the option of heading to the Ladyship Mile. Now she was going to be coming. The news we are hearing from Nathan Purden is that she could well be on a plane to America. So that's really interesting. We don't know that for sure because I don't want to put you off the futures markets. Planes for horses are very funny things. Often they don't go when they're supposed to. So she could be on the way to America. If not, she will come to the Miracle Mile. So that's a very interesting setup with exactly who turns up in the preludes of the Miracle Mile. They're on the 26th, sorry, 27th, my apologies, 27th of February, the big dance on the 5th. So it's a massive, massive month ahead. We also have heats and finals of the Oaks and the Derby. So lots to look forward to, as well as the sales, a very busy harness racing time ahead. Also news coming out of New Zealand, news which will affect Australian harness racing. We spoke on the show about two months ago about the launch of harness racing's first slot race. It is called, imaginatively, The Race. It is scheduled for April the 14th at Cambridge for $900,000. News coming out this morning. It is not broken in New Zealand yet, but you're hearing it first on Sky Sports Radio. Uh, All 10 slots have been filled. So the 10 slots for the race at $75,000 each. Uh, Next year, the race will be worth a million. The year after, one million one have been filled. And without naming it, but for commercial reasons, I can tell you that several big-name Australian buyers or businesses have bought slots in the race. Some of them are major players and will therefore uh, bring the race along with their commercial brand. So the race will go ahead on April the 14th. It will be worth the $900,000, growing to a million next year and a million one the year after, at which stage we believe Menangle will be holding its own slot race worth even more. And there is Australian interest who have bought horses and therefore, depending on the quarantine regulations between the two countries, They will be looking to bring Australian horses, including, I would be stunned if Spirit of St. Louis is not one of the horses who turns up. The names of those slot holders will become available on Wednesday, but it is official. You're hearing it here first on Sky Sports Radio. The race will go ahead. Australasia has its first big money harness racing slot race, a mini Everest, if you will. 
We know the money can't compare with the Everest, but these things have to start somewhere. That will start at Cambridge on April 14th. Congratulations to the club and congratulations to the Australian connections who have got involved in supporting this Australasian-wide harness racing initiative. No racing in the state today, no harness racing in the state today, I should say, but we head to Menangle tomorrow and things are really heating up at the big track on Menangle for the Saturday nights ahead and at Newcastle. All that information available on the websites, go to harness.org.au and you can go state by state to catch up with all the racing action ahead. Thanks for joining us this morning on On The Pace here on Sky Sports Radio. We congratulate Belinda and Luke McCarthy and their owners for leading home a New South Wales Quinella in the Hunter Cup. Next stop, Menangle. And the next On The Pace will be with Brittany Graham at 10.30 on Wednesday morning.